Today's gospel lesson comes from John, the third chapter, verses 1 through 17. And it reads, Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I'll tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I've told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who has descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The word of the Lord. Of course, many of you know that I am a proud veteran of the United States Navy. However, if my mother would have kept her stance, I would not have joined. In fact, I joined the delayed entry program or the depth program at the age of 16 where my mother had to sign a a waiver in order for me to enlist. And she was reluctant, and she didn't want me to join at all, so of course it took some negotiation, as I would like to call it. (laughs) I spent several days trying to convince her to change her mind. And I remember very vividly where my mother told me that she did not want her son to join the military without, with the possibility of getting killed in service. And of course, in my negotiation process, 
I told her that it was great for one to show their love for country through military service. And in, in the case of dying while serving, it would be for a good cause, just like Jesus died for us. In fact, I remember quoting John 3.16 as a defense for my argument. However, my mother, being firm and a loving person, she looked me in my eyes, Wayne, and she said it very clearly. She said, Derek, you are not Jesus. Although my intentions of joining the military was honorable, at least I thought it was, I realized that this was not the type of death Jesus was speaking about in this John text. Jesus was not talking uh, about dying in the sense of physically dying. Rather, it was about spiritual renewal. This is what Jesus was trying to teach Nicodemus in this text. Jesus told him that he had to be born again, which is to say that he could not live life the same way he was living. And as we note in this text, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was a Jewish leader within his community, which mean, meant that he probably was well known. Yet, the scripture tells us that he came to Jesus at night, perhaps because he was afraid or he was ashamed of others seeing him come to Jesus. And whether we want to accept it or not, but in Jesus' time, Jesus was a troublemaker. If you wasn't deemed one of his disciples or a follower of him, no one really wanted to be identified with Jesus. But Nicodemus, again, wanted to know more in, uh, about this, this life that Jesus spoke about. So he went to Jesus at night to have a conversation with him. However, even in his state of being, again, perhaps in his fear and his shameful nature, Jesus still compelled Nicodemus to surrender his life to God. Jesus told him that he had to be born again, which is not a physical rebirth like going back into his mother's womb. No, this death was a death that would allow Nicodemus to live again in an ongoing relationship, communion with God. And we in our theology call this the process of sanctification. This is the greatest love offering that we can receive as believers. But again, it is an ongoing process. And I believe the epitome of love is connected to the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and his defeat of death through his resurrection. However, my friends, it is incumbent upon us to respond to his offering for us. We 
are baptized and engrafted into his holy family through water and the Spirit. And this is where Christ's love is personified in our newness of life and in the process of moving on towards perfection. His love works in us and works through us and and it should compel us to love others in ways that allow the light of Christ to shine brightly even when others are not looking. No, we are not called to die on a cross or to make unwise sacrifices. However, my friends, we are compelled to show an attitude of gratitude for what God did for us through Jesus. God offered Jesus as a ransom for our sins, a ransom that we can never repay. Yet, we can die to the old person within us that continues to waddle in sin and waddle in matters that separate us from God. And we can become alive in the Christ by the grace of God through our faith in Jesus Christ. Yes, in the midst of dying to self, we will still be faced with the roller coaster emotions of life. Pastor Will, I, I agree with you when you said in your email blast this week, we all are Nicodemus. We are often afraid, ashamed, and confused. And I would like to add that I think sometimes those matters rob us of our joy and our purpose-driven life. I believe our souls are constantly yearning to have a relationship with God, even though we are a toss between joy and, again, those roller coaster emotions. We long to be filled and come alive in the newness of his strength. However, because of the pain, the stint of pain and shortcomings, we forfeit coming to Jesus with all of our baggage. I think sometimes we try to fix a lot of things on our own, and we fail to give it all to the Lord. The Lord wants us to bring not only our whole selves, but God wants us to bring all of our baggage to him. I always tell my children there is no greater fixer than King Jesus. So why not bring it all, everything, to the Lord? In contrary to some belief, we can come to the Lord just as we are. Some of y'all remember that song, all of those stanzas? We can come to the Lord just as we are. And we can start by committing or recommitting our lives to the Lord. 
But first, we got to learn to die to the old person that continues again to waddle in sin, waddle in despair, waddle in fear, waddle in a state of confusion. We have to learn how to die to embarrassment and defeat that rob us of our joy. And in the process of dying, let us be intentional and let us think alive in the Spirit of God that gives us love, that gives us peace, that gives us compassion for others, which means we have to meet and love others just where they are in life. No one is perfect. Also, let us become intentional about how well we nurture others within the community of faith. Sometimes we have to learn to put our own thoughts, although they may be right, aside. You know, church folks have a tendency, especially in meetings, we don't do that at Central, thank God. But sometimes people bring their emotions and they bring all of their commotions (laughs) to meetings and settings that have a tendency to cause confusion. But in order for, for ministry to thrive and move forward and be effective, again, sometimes we have to die to our own rationale in order to listen to others. Just imagine if church folks learn how to get along for the good of the whole. The church might make a difference. The church might be reborn. The church may be full again. But also we have to become radical in our outreach service to the least and unlikely within our broader community. And also, my friends, when we die to self in order to live again, it allows us to lovingly invite everyone to experience God's gracious salvation offer through our faith in Jesus Christ. Let us, my friends, die to self so we can live afresh through Christ both now and forever. Eternity has already started. If you have not climbed aboard or you have not connected, then I want you to continue to die so that you can become alive and connected to Christ. And in closing, although our desire to serve others or die for others may be honorable, especially in the case of me wanting to join the military, The sacrifice of Jesus is the greatest sacrifice of all. 
Let us die to the old person within us so that we may live again in him. And just in case you're wondering in all of that, what does love have to do with it? It has everything to do with it. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.